Hey guys, welcome back to Lords of Order, a DC Dr. Fate fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore. Bear in mind, this is a spoiler podcast as we talk about more fun comics, the 1936 volume, which is our topic for today. But before that, know that you can send... What can you send? Feedback, there's my word. Feedback to the Dr. Fate fan podcast at gmail.com. Leave comments at bigtimenoise.com slash drfate. Boy, I'm having difficulty talking this episode. Also, comments are welcome on the pages of Lords of Order at Google Plus and Facebook. More fun comics, issue 61 from November 1940 is our topic. And this is, as I said, the 1936 volume of More Fun Comics. This story was scripted by Gardner Fox, penciled, inked, and lettered by Mr. Howard Sherman, entitled Menace of the Nebula. Now, this story and others can be found in the Golden Age Dr. Fate Archives hardcover, dated 2007 from DC Comics. Now, as the story opens, Dr. Fate is in space, hurtling outside the atmosphere of Earth, and our narrator tells us, man of many weird mysteries, master of the cults of black magic of ancient Egypt and Chaldea, clad in his black cloud of force, he moves where he will, upon, below, and above the Earth he has sworn to protect. Wow. And we see that uh, Dr. Fate's attention is focused on a nebula that has moved into the space between Earth and the Sun. Dr. Fate is concerned because it will affect the gravitational push and pull between the two, causing untold havoc via earthquakes, floods, typhoons, and fires. But he decides that he must overtake it and see what motivates it. And he gets close enough and he peers into the nebula and sees that at the heart is a fiery is is a core of pure fire. And he says, Can the globe have life, a will? I shall test it with elemental forces. So he probes out to see what is going on with the fire. Suddenly there's a deafening concussion as fate is flung backwards through space. He says, its potency is tremendous. It has life, a strange and terrible life. So he decides to go back to Earth, drops into the atmosphere, finds Inza, and tells Inza, who is uh, sitting atop a building in New York, uh, just relaxing, it looks like. Uh, He tells her that she must tell the leaders of Earth that there is a malignant being in the solar system, and that the Leaders must erect barricades against it. She says, but how? Dr. Fate tells her, the globe may break the orbital gravity of the sun and earth, toss this planet millions of light years out into space. I will see what I can do, but you must tell your scientists. So he zooms off and he goes to his Tower of Fate, looking around for a weapon that will help him, and finds... Uh, it, sa- it finds a weapon, and he says, On distant Uranus, I found this atom shatterer. It may be what I need to stop the mad rush of the globe being. So he flies back out into space with the gun. 
and we see sure enough that the nebulous surrounded fiery orb has indeed severed the sun earth gravity forces and that the earth is starting to move away from the sun and thus suffer a terrible cooling of its weathers he flies up and said uh, Dr. Fate says it is the test and he shoots this nebula with his uranium weapon destroying it thus destroyed the earth moves back into its normal orbit in the sun uh, starts to warm back up we see different comments from the people uh, glad that the earth is getting warm again uh, Dr. Fate visits Inza and she tells him that the scientists want to talk to Dr. Fate and he, he accompanies her and they say Dr. Fate thank you for what you have done but we have found the source of the this nebula uh, it's a, a planet that is sending these out at us we need you to go defeat them so he flies off with his Uranian atom shatterer, uh, defeating several of the aforementioned nebula-surrounded fireballs, having already been shot out from this planet as they're approaching Earth, follows them back to what he calls a pirate planet, because it swings through space unhalted by any orbit, is, uh, is what the narrator tells us. Dr. Fate descends, sees the giant cannon-like device uh, that these men shoot the projectiles out. He destroys the cannon, and he's going around defeating these men by destroying the different buildings they're in and everything like that. It's too piecemeal, and he says, this will take too long, I have another idea. So he uh, forces that planet into a nearby star, causing the entire planet and all the inhabitants thereon to explode. He goes back to Earth and tells Inza, the planet has been destroyed. She says, but that isn't the end of it. A mad scientist in the Andes Mountains, by a new invention, pulled the planet toward us. So he's like, oh, good grief. Okay, let's go see what this guy's doing. So he grabs Inza and heads to the Andes to confront this mad scientist. He confronts the scientist and kills him. Uh, in the confrontation, Dr. Fate says, Oppose me and die. And the scientist says, You shall die. You! Well, Dr. Fate kills him. Of course, because Dr. Fate is our hero in the story. He says, I'll destroy this mad genius's discovery so no other man can use it. And he sets the building on fire, and as he leaves, he tells Inza, all men who conspire against their fellows should pay their debt with their lives, as he did. She says, oh, what would the world do without you, Dr. Fate? And he responds, this is my task, Inza, to aid mankind against those foes it cannot conquer unaided. Our narrator tells us, weird and mysterious, men of elemental force and power watch for his strange and eerie adventures against foes of unearthly caliber in more fun comics every month. 
So Dr. Fate is uh, quite the, uh, the, the bloodthirsty bitch, uh, it would appear. He has killed before, but this time he took a whole daggone planet and threw it into another sun. I mean, yeah, they were, they were uh, attacking Earth, but you would think he could do something to convince them. Hurl them into space. You know, take the planet and hurl it into space. He can move the planet. He moved it into a, a, a bloody sun. I don't know how many people were on there. Um, uh, really, can you assume that all of the inhabitants of the planet were dead? Uh, or, excuse me, were, uh, yeah, they're all dead. Were bad? Even the, the women and children, the, the paramours or companions that the men who made the decisions had, their offspring? Uh, really? Okay, well, um, Gardner and uh, Howard... You were some pretty bloodthirsty SOBs in the 1940s, okay? I guess this is what the kids wanted. You know, they wanted the bad guy to die. People would tell us that that would scar our kids nowadays, but okay. Uh, You took care of the problem nonetheless, but dang is all I say. All right, guys, next time up is Earth 2, issue 21, as we continue our march through what is contemporary in Dr. Fate and quite disappointing, particularly compared to these old stories that we're reading. You know, Dr. Fate was actually doing something in the stuff he appeared in. Nowadays he appears, uh, and he's a babbling idiot over in the corner right now. So, kind of discouraging. But we will soldier on. I will soldier on and talk to you guys again next time. Ciao. Lords of Order is a Teal production. And as such, is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, non-derivative, 3.0, unported license.